The following is a live copyrighted presentation. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time now for RadioLawTalk.com with your host, Frederick Penny, attorney at law. And now, RadioLawTalk.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another outstanding, fabulous, exciting, uh, tantalizing, what are some other words we can think of, uh, gratuitously funny, maybe sometimes, if you like bad dad jokes, episode of Radio Law Talk. My name is Todd Kunin, and I am filling in for Fred Penny and Denise Dirks, who are both, as we say in the sports world, on assignment today, behind the glass is Cal Hunter. He's going to keep everything in line. Cal, how are you today? I'm as exceptional as a man can be. Exceptional as a man can be. I, I yes. expected you to say something like, I'm outstanding. And I'm humble. Like a farmer in his field. Yes, I am one of the most humble people I know, and I keep reminding people that's my best attribute is my humility. Your humility is your Just greatest don't attribute. forget it, okay? <laughs> so anyway, that's that. Cal, I, I have a question for yes, you. Sir. Yes, sir. I, you know, I know we're going to do case or no case we in are. a little bit, but I have a question for you. Uh-oh. What do you get when you combine the following? Okay, we, a, a political science degree as an undergrad, yeah, coupled with a juris doctor, yeah, all right. Uh, let's see, licensed to practice law before the California Supreme Court, the California Court of Appeals, and the federal court for the Eastern District of California. Okay, and let's see, a practice that uh, centers and, and deals with personal injury. Representing, hmm. uh, handling all types, all types of injuries related to vehicle accidents, and branching out into dog bites. What, oh, what, what, yeah. what, what do you get when you combine <laughs> yes. all of that? I would say you get practically the ideal guest host for Radio Law Talk. That See, would be that would be what what I would say. That you are right, Cal. You get you <laughs> dog know I'm, I'm going to give you wait 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 dog bites. Come dog on, bites, man. dog bites. You know. <laughs> Dog bites are, you know, dog. the dog bite law reminds me of what you hear drug dealers do. I'll give you the first one for free, but after that, it's going to cost. So now, it, but, but dog, to answer, dog bites? Dog bites. To answer the question, though, you're yeah. right. You do get a great fill-in guest host, Will Ramey, who is seated to my right. Mr. Ramey, how are you? Um, I'm not doing as uh, quite as exceptional as Cal indicated, well, and who, I'm not as humble. Yeah. Yeah. Not as humble as Cal is. Well, who is really, Will? When and I want to let you guys know, not only we represent people for dog bites, but if a dog knocks you down, that's also oh, oh, that's so, also, so, that's also oh, a good case. The pushing dog, the biting dog. Yes. So apparently, <laughs> really? taking, a, taking a page cool. out of the fact that animals can be trained, right? Apparently, you're saying that dogs have picked up on the time-honored tradition of cow tipping. That human beings have done back in Redneckville, where I grew up, and have now converted that to a practice of tipping over human beings. Uh, yes, I've run across several human tipping cases. So, like, if a you know, a lot of people have those big dogs, and they'll come running up to you, and they'll put their paws on your shoulder, and all that stuff. That's what we're talking about. That kind of stuff. That exactly. I'll be darned. That that is that is outstanding. I yeah you know, I did not know that that was an issue. Uh, Will, welcome to the show. Uh, really happy to have you here, filling in for Fred and Denise, who are uh, like I said, both uh, on assignment, out of uh, well out of the state. I don't know where they are. They they just told me we're not going to be there, buddy. It's up it's up to you and 
and uh, Fred made sure that you were in here to sit with me. Welcome. Well, thank you for having me. Pleasure to be here. Outstanding. You know, I, I got to admit also, obviously, you can tell because I knew that about you, and that wasn't anything you told me. I did my research. Um, you are uh, an attorney in the Sacramento area, Sacramento-Roseville area. You practice personal injury, and, and I saw a little video about you um, that is on your firm's website, and, and there was something that came out that I in the video that I really liked, and, and I wish more people, more attorneys followed this. And it has to do with how you deal with client interaction and the necessity of building trust. But before we get to that, Mr. Hunter, I am getting the universal sign of a caller on the yep, line. We have a caller who has a question about duty of care. So, caller, you are concerned about how far the duty of care extends. Is that in the legal profession? That's your particular question? Oh, yeah. Morning. Uh, well, it can be. It uh, it can be legal or uh, medical. They and it actually, if I remember right, the phrase is duty to care. So, for example, if you hire a lawyer, he isn't supposed to be selling himself on his on the side to your opponent. Right. <laughs> right. He has a duty to care specifically about your case, and uh, and in fact, he's it's up to him to not get overloaded so that he has a duty to care to that he dedicates time to your case. So. Uh, you don't get screwed. And you know, Todd, that's a common complaint. Caller, thank you. We'll give you your answer on the air. That's, well, a, that's a common complaint, I think, uh, of people who, when they hire a lawyer, is the guy never has any time for me. I can't get my case listened to. How does that work? Well, yeah, look, there are two issues that I see in what the caller was talking about. And, and he referred to it as the duty to care. The first one actually relates to conflict of interest. And uh, conflict of interest, the duty of confidentiality and whatnot. First off, I mean, I want to I make sure that everybody understands. Radio Law Talk, we, uh, we don't give specific advice. Don't give specific advice about your case. We can talk about general principles of law. Um, but certainly, if you have an issue that you want to deal with, that you need help with, you're encouraged to seek out a lawyer of your own choosing and somebody that can give advice specific to your case, which would be what happens in what the gentleman uh, said when he called in, which is, yes, your lawyer has an ethical responsibility under the conflict of interest laws to hear your case and then not turn around and represent anybody opposing you. And in fact, that extends far beyond the specific litigation that you are engaged in for which you originally retained the attorney. Isn't that right? That's correct, yeah. So so what happens, what I mean by that is, I'm a criminal defense attorney, right? And let's say I represent Cal, hypothetically Cal, oh, come just, on. Just the one time, Todd, come on. I, I, I know, look, look, it looked like a Burger King, the fact that it was a dispensary before the law changed. How would I know? You know How would and, I know? Right. But uh, so if I represent Cal in a, in a criminal matter, Right. And then let's say that sometime down the road, I'm representing someone else in a criminal matter. And let's say, for example, Cal was the victim in that case. I'd have a problem representing that next person down the road because I would be taking a position adverse to a current or former client, i.e. Cal, by representing that person. So, I mean, that could be two, three years later. 
But I got a problem. I, I would have an ethical problem with that. All right. But what about when you get your lawyer hired and then you don't hear anything for days, weeks, months, years? That seems to be almost as common a problem. And I thought maybe Will, because he does this kind of litigation, might have an answer for that. Well, yeah, you want to make sure that the client understands what the timeline is, uh, you know, and there's a there's a different approach to it and just making sure that, hey, this is how long this is going to take. This is when you should expect to hear from me. And then when somebody reaches, most importantly, when somebody reaches out to you as an attorney to uh, to return the phone call, I mean that's going to be that's going to be the biggest issue. And and we have to understand that not timely returning calls sometimes can be a subjective issue. I mean, if you've got a guy that call, if you have a client that calls you, you know, three times a week all the time and you don't return one call, they can like, oh, he's not calling me back, versus the legitimate complaints where. An attorney goes for an extended period of time without any case updates, nothing. Well, that can be an issue. We're coming up on our first break here. And when we come back, we're going to get into what everybody likes, case or no case. Uh, Cal hasn't told us where the points are going to go for Mr. Ramey. We'll handle that after the break. You're listening to Radio Law Talk, either online or on your favorite radio station. Don't go away. We'll be back. This is Radio Law Talk. All advertising for legal services on Radio Law Talk is strictly for the state or states in which the advertiser is licensed. For more information, go to radiolawtalk.com. Not all law firms have extensive experience in all areas of the law. It's wise to look for firms that have knowledge and understanding in your particular area of concern. So go to ProLawFirms.com. They have listings of attorneys in key areas of practice, such as family law, estate planning, personal injury, bankruptcy, and so forth. When you're looking for a lawyer that has extensive experience in your particular area of need, go to ProLawFirms.com. That's ProLawFirms.com. ProLawFirms.com is not a law firm and does not endorse or recommend any specific law firm. Jason Ross back here with Fred Penny, managing attorney from Penny & Associates Injury Lawyers. Now, Fred, what type of cases are you dealing with now, and what sets you apart? Jason, we help people with all types of personal injury cases. We're former insurance company trial lawyers. We understand the other side, which gives us a distinct advantage over our competition. Remember, we don't get paid unless we win. That's Penny & Associates Injury Lawyers with locations throughout California. For a free consultation, go to pennylawyers.com or give them a call 1-800-616-4LAW. That's P-E-N-N-E-Y lawyers.com. This is Denise Dirks. We can represent clients in divorce, legal separation, child and spousal support, custody, termination of parental rights, step-parent adoptions, guardianships, and even conservatorship matters. Call 1-877-886-7186 for a consultation. The law offices of Denise L. Dirks provide family law services in Northern California. When the law affects your family, call 877-886-7186. The family of attorneys at Denise L. Dirks is here to help. Hi, I'm Frederick Penny of Penny & Associates Injury Lawyers. I bet you're tired of hearing lawyer commercials. So just relax and listen to music for a few seconds. When you or a family member has been injured, call 800-616-4LAW or see us at pennyandassociates.com. See, that wasn't so bad. 
I'm going to quick quack car wash. Get my car washed, make it quick quack, pretty, shiny, sexy, just because I want to. Don't drive dirty, going to get my car suds in the quick quack car wash. It's the quick quack, quickest and the cleanest by far. We're talking three skinny minutes sitting right in your car wash. A hundred feet of cloth, washing your car at the quick quack car wash. Any Honda, Mazda, Ford, or Chevy, Sauber, Cadillac, quick quack. Don't spruce her up just like that. You'll be happy looking snappy. You'll be glad you was at the quick quack car wash. Get on the web and go to don'tdrivedirty.com and see where you got your closest quick quack in the local area. Get in your car, get in your truck, get on the road, come visit the dock. Quick Quack Car Wash, where your car will always leave happy, guaranteed. They take pride in being clean and green by conserving and recycling the water they use only at the Quick Quack Car Wash. All right, guys, we need to have you read some lines for our disclaimer promo. But first, can anybody tell me what a disclaimer is? Right then. Well, uh, Denise, you go ahead. Non uti purpurium juris consult. Latin, that's a nice touch. Thank you, Denise. Next time we'll try it in English if that's okay. Fred, how about you? Cal, I don't want to read all this. Can we just tell the people that we're discussing general legal issues and they should hire their own attorney instead of relying on what we have to say here? Well, we could, I guess. Uh, uh, Chris? I'm not going to be there anyway. Why have me do it? Let's, Let's have, have Todd, Todd do it. it. Me? Read disclaimers? Why, I couldn't. <coughs> the information you hear on Radio Law Talk is general... The preceding promo was for entertainment purposes only. And if you want true legal advice, contact your own lawyer. Just a tip from your friends at Radio Law Talk. Be sure to read our disclaimers on radiolawtalk.com as well. You're listening to RadioLawTalk.com. And now, back to your host, Frederick Penny. Cal, was that the preemptive dung there? Yeah, what what happened was about three <laughs> seconds early, so I just paused everything and just waited for a second. Just kind of, you know, make you look and go, what the, you know, like that. Well, yeah, that'd be interesting if the, uh, I've always wished that we could have like a little soundtrack playing in the background as we go through daily life, you know, like. Like the soundtracks you hear in movies and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. And, you know, that Law and Order, dung-dung. Yeah, so every time you see your wife, some, some my wife, some lovely love song springs up. And every time I see the dog, my lawyer phone number. <laughs> yeah, the, do- the dog tipped me over. I was tipped over by my Yorkie. I don't know how that. Dog tipping still fascinates me. Anyway, so so this is probably a dumb question. We want to ask you before we get jump into this. There are no dumb questions. The only dumb question is the one never asked. Oh, whatever. I prove that theory wrong every day. (laughs) You can ask around. Uh, What's a dog bite worth these days? If a dog comes out and bites the newspaper kid, is there a general... I mean, it used to be it was nuisance. I mean, is it worth more than that now? I mean, it depends. Uh, you know, some are obviously... That's a lawyer answer. It I depends. I love it. <laughs> nice. I love it. I, I was expecting that. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Go on. So, uh, no broken skin. Uh, you know, we've fielded a call or two. I've fielded a call or two where, hey, the dog bit me. Um, well, what, what are your injuries? Well, there's some bruising, uh, no broken skin, no cut, no stitches, no. Uh, so that's usually that's usually a no-go. <laughs> so let's say the yeah. dog leaves a mark, maybe even leaves a tooth behind. I mean, you know, something where there's a where it's an obvious injury, but it's not something that requires permanent, you know, maiming. It just leaves a scar. 
It depends on where the scar is and depends on whether it's a man or a woman. Okay, female uh, heel. Female heel. Uh, it's a, and we're talking just a tooth mark. Yeah, yeah, just a scar. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, it's a, I, I would say at the minimum a few thousand. I mean, I, I don't know. I'd have to see whether the person was traumatized. Uh, have to see whether she's got any lingering issues around dogs, fearful, all oh, those type of oh, things. Oh, oh I'd ha- I would have issues. Around <laughs> I, 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 I say that because people think a dog bite, really? But no, there are some serious injuries that can occur as a result of dog bites, and there can be some real problems. Uh, there can be. There can be some, uh, the ones that require stitches or scar revision. You know, that's a big aspect of a dog bite case is, what are we going to take to be made whole as if the dog bite had never happened? And it's a big issue of, okay, there's a big permanent scar. What's it going to take to get that fixed? And then the location. So if it's on somebody's face, that's a, that's obviously a much bigger deal than perhaps a heel. Uh, but, you know, if it's on somebody's legs and they're frequently in the pool, uh, you know, that'll come up uh, of where it's at. Huh, interesting. You know, it, you, you mentioned something that we talked about uh, dog bites. People come in how much they want. And it kind of reminded me of actually what I wanted to talk about after I re- watched your video, which is your video talked about the, about you, about being able to develop a good relationship with clients so they can be completely honest with you and feel comfortable telling you personal things, and, and you need that for your representation. But part of that is also being able to manage client expectations. I mean, you come in with somebody, say dog bite. Dog bite on the heel of a female. We'll just say that using that scenario. You know, what do you do when somebody comes in and says, oh, yeah, this is what happened, and I want $50 million for it. I want to retire on Even 25000 I mean, you know, or some number that's obviously not in the ballpark. Uh, yeah, I mean, you really have to be careful about that expectation, about the client expectation, and tell them, be straightforward with them. And that's the that's something that I've noticed as a, the longer and longer that I'm a lawyer, the easier it is for me to say, that's probably not going to work out, uh, you know, and what is a, a jury of your peers? Because ultimately, and anybody who's involved in, you know, civil cases knows that it's, uh, you know, a jury trial is actually pretty rare statistically. Yeah. But you have to talk about it and say, hey, the value is great if the people in the jury box can look at you and tell that there's something majorly wrong with you. Yeah. I, I know I know with what I do in criminal defense, one of the one of the difficulties is making sure trying to make sure that the clients do not misinterpret empathy for their plight with um with any sort of indication that I think that their case is eminently winnable and they can get an, an acquittal and that they are being wrongfully prosecuted. You see somebody that comes in and they lay out the facts and you say, okay, I understand where you're coming from. And that's terrible. And those are all things that we can do. It's easy for a client to leave the office without you having made any guarantee. And I don't make guarantees, but without having done any of that, they leave, they go tell their friends, yeah, he told me I had a great case. I think I'm getting an acquittal. Or leaving yours, you know, oh, yeah, that's really too bad. That's terrible. And and the client expectation maybe gets inadvertently set too high if you're not careful. Um, you know, my experience has been to be straight up with them, tell them, okay, everything goes bad. This case could be a year in jail, could be two years in jail. But, you know, the last thing you want to have happen is that the case ends up getting worse after it, uh, from the client's perspective, after things start. But uh, that's Interesting stuff. I, I think that's also um, last little bit here. I think it's good for attorneys 
to also not lecture their clients. Nobody wants to go to their attorney and feel like they're a little kid again who got in trouble. Somebody's coming to me. It's presumed that they broke the law. They're already in trouble. They're yes. already in trouble. The last thing they need is me lecturing them. Well, at least somebody thinks they broke the law, yes. whether they did or not. Is, so, somebody yeah. goes to a tax attorney because they screwed up their taxes or whatever, and they're in trouble with the IRS. The last thing they want is the attorney to go, what the heck were you thinking? Why would you do that? You know, they, All right, this is what it is, and this is where we're going. But, Cal, can we get in a factual uh, – or do you want to – I don't think we can, but I want to go back sure. to the dog bite thing for a minute. How many of those are actually settled in arbitration or mediation or whatever they call it? Is that the most common venue for these things to be resolved, or do they actually go to court? Um, it's a, they're, they're commonly settled in mediation or arbitration because liability is really clear. There's a statute that Todd alluded to earlier that talks about if it's your dog, essentially you're going to be liable for, yeah. the, for the bite. Um, and it's not quite as strict for my dog knockdown cases. Those cases are if you knew that the animal had that dangerous propensity, hey, I've got a big dog and it jumps up on people, you knew that, then you have a duty to control that dog. So those usually do settle, uh, mediation, arbitration. So we are done with the first half hour of Radio Law Talk. When we come back, folks, I promise we will get to case or no case right off the bat. You're listening to Radio Law Talk on your favorite radio station. Stick with us. We'll be back after these messages. And coming up on case or no case, something that may, in a backhanded way, tie into the dog bite. That's Woof. after this. Don't go away. All advertising for legal services on Radio Law Talk is strictly for the state or states in which the advertiser is licensed. For more information, go to radiolawtalk.com. Warning, don't let your business get left behind in what is likely to be the biggest economic boom in recent history. If you need to build for your business to grow, call General Steel today for a pre-engineered steel building designed for your needs. No wasted space. Steel prices are expected to rise, but you can still lock in your price on a General Steel building. And you can still save as much as half the cost and time of conventional construction. As much as half. But you must call now. If you need a church building, office, warehouse, manufacturing space, retail space, or more. Call General Steel today. You can still get the General's 50-year structural warranty and General Steel quality, all at a price you can afford. So don't let rising steel prices put your project out of reach and stop you from making your company great. 800-617-9312. 800-617-9312. That's 800-617-9312. Hi, my name is Lily. My mom and dad used to fight about money all the time. Then one day, I heard them talking about this guy. Some uncle I never knew called Uncle Sam. Well, they say this Uncle Sam guy wanted them to pay him like a gazillion dollars. And they didn't have a gazillion dollars. So they called this company they heard on the radio called The Tax Doctor. And The Tax Doctor worked with Uncle Sam's people. I think they're called the IRS, and they're able to work it out so my mom and dad didn't have to pay Uncle Sam very much money at all. So now mom and dad are happy, and I'm happy too. Thanks, tax doctor. If you owe $10,000 or more to the IRS or state, call now and pay less. 800-263-2610. 800-263-2610. 
That's 800-263-2610. Know someone with a drinking or drug problem? Learn how to get sober after we share these stories. I was 35 with two beautiful children when my life and addiction started to spiral out of control. After my divorce, I went into a depression cycle and started drinking more often and using prescription drugs. After my second DWI and arrest, my ex-husband threatened to take our children away from me. I was 17 when I became addicted to heroin and meth. I thought I could quit on my own, but I couldn't. It hit me when I was arrested. Get sober now. Your private insurance may cover costs and we'll get you here. It's simple. Just call Elite Rehab Placement right now. Please don't wait. Your life matters to us. 800-918-1376. 800-918-1376. That's 800-918-1376. Many women have so many clothes in the closet, but then we go to get dressed and find we have nothing to wear. Ah! We've all been there. We all want to be comfortable and fashionable at the same time. And it's difficult to find clothing that makes that task effortless. But at Letty & Company, you can find trendy, comfortable clothing that is affordable. Things you'll want to wear every day. Shop with a purpose online with free shipping. Just go to lettyandcompany.com. Lettyandcompany.com. If you're one of those independent people who wants your own business and you love food service, we just might have a great opportunity for you. Iceberg Drive-Ins. Iceberg is famous for its thick shakes and delicious food. We lend you our supply chain and expertise, and you can potentially have a thriving, successful, fun business that your customers will love. Iceberg Drive-Ins has some prime areas available right now, so if you're interested, get in touch with us right away. Go to icebergdrivein.com and click on the Contact Us button. Iceberg Drive-In. Ready to grow with you. Even in the hustle and noise of this modern world, we feel the pull of the forest to walk under the canopy and feel transformed. National forests are essential to life, majestic and grand. They clean our air, supply drinking water to millions, and provide homes to countless wildlife. They fuel our imaginations, inspiring us to think big, and now's the time to do just that. Fires and natural disasters devastate our forests each year. That's why we're replanting millions of new trees across the country. The Arbor Day Foundation needs your help. We've heard the call of the wild and we've answered. Scientists, foresters, volunteers, and members, together we can preserve and protect our heritage and legacy. We must act now so that the generations of today and tomorrow can continue to depend on our forests. Visit arborday.org. Radio Law Talk. I like that show. You're listening to Radio Law Talk. And now back to the show. Oh, yeah, man. That 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 beat you got going. I, you could play that a little bit more. I'm, I was getting ready to break out the Roger Rabbit and the robot and all that kind of... It's It's got a groove to it, It, it does. Yeah. It does. I like it. Cal! Yes, sir. I think the listeners have waited long enough... Why don't you go ahead and throw a case or no case our way, and then after now the it's time to play, what case are we doing with points or no case? Yay! Well, it isn't really a dog bite, but it has an interesting angle to it. <laughs> Noah Tyndall 
was four weeks old when his mom, Ashley White, noticed his right eye had become blistered and swollen and watery. The 21-year-old Ashley contacted a health professional for advice who said, that's probably a blocked tear duct. Days later, Noah's condition worsened. Ashley spotted blisters around her baby's eye. She rushed him into the doctors, fearing it could be herpes, an STD, a sexually transmitted infection, which can be passed on through cold sores. After a series of tests, the doctors confirmed that Ashley was right to be concerned because little baby Noah had contracted herpes simplex virus 1. And the doctors told Ashley, yes, it's likely you got the virus from an adult. I'm a kiss, you know, kiss on the face. She quickly started thinking, where could this have occurred? And she said, aha, little baby Noah was christened only five days before that. And so she thought somebody is accountable for Noah's herpes simplex, and she sought legal counsel. And so I ask you, and we're not going to talk about point awards until we get our answers locked in. Uh And so I ask you, case... Or no case, will Ramey? What say you? Well, before we do that, yeah. just just to yeah. let yeah. Yeah. just just so that we know, uh, typically it's a it's a two point case unless you modify it, and one point is for whether it's a case or no case, and right. the other point is for the outcome, right? Correct. Correct. All right, just so that Will knows what he's getting into. All right, <laughs> All right. He's looking at the tea leaves here. Uh, I'm saying case. You're saying it's a case, okay? And... Okay. And and what do you think the outcome of this one is? All right, so I'm, so I'm going on the outcome, and and what, what how do we de- how do we define the outcomes? Does this person have to prevail? Do they have to? That's, you get to say, did the person, did the plaintiff prevail? Did you know what happened? And I, I don't get. Do I get any follow up on on what type of proof is offered or anything like that? Well, you know, if you've got if you've got something that you think that Cal might be able to answer, a, a maybe a hole in the story or something. You can ask whether or not he'll give you an answer is uh, remains to be seen, but but he may have a follow up question. What, what question would that be, sir? So I mean, I'm just I'm I'm well. So I think it is a case. Um, whether she prevails is going to be whether she's able to get the type of information on who the alleged uh, perpetrator is. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, whether she's successful in some discovery. Um, about finding out who the person is and then whether that person has the disease, uh, you know, and, and all, all of these type of factors. So am I, am I going to get any, am I going to get any more, Cal, or am I, or that's, am I, am that's, I, that's what you get. I'm going to go with prevails. You're going to say, so it is a case and the plaintiff prevails. Interesting. All right, Mr. Kunin, what okay. say you? In the case of the herpified child. That's right. That's, that's, okay. Uh, which is not all that simplex. <laughs> not, <laughs> oh, oh, oh I'm brother. Sorry. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Uh, you know, Cal and I have a running uh, competition as to who can put forward the most bad dad jokes and stuff. But there was one. I'm going to say that, sure, I'll go out. I'll say that this is a case. Okay. Um, and, you know, it's interesting when you see on TV and stuff all the time, people get these, uh, when somebody is diagnosed with a uh, sexually transmitted disease, the doctor always says, you'll need to contact all the people you've been in contact with to let them know that they are, you know, and who picks up the phone to say, well, there was Biff and John and, and oh, and I got to call the Tyndall kid because <laughs> I went to the christening <laughs> the, the, day. The baby. Right, I got to right, call right. the baby. But um, 
I'm just going to I'll I'll make it interesting a case, but no prevailing on it. Um, yeah, I'm just going to say she doesn't. Pre- I don't know who she sues. So she's got to find out who it is. I mean, it's kind of putting the cart before the horse. Don't you have to have a person in mind before you file the lawsuit? The uh, the pastor or the vicar at the church was the uh, was the defendant was the focus of their inquiry. I'm not saying there was a defendant or not. I'm focus saying that of the was inquiry the focus was the vicar. The well, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I'll I'll say it is a case, but no recovery. All right. Well, that's. We've laid everything out to the best we can. Okay. Since uh, since our our guest here will works for Fred Penny, we will allow any points that he gets to go toward Fred. Yes. Okay. I'm sliding him a twenty right now. <laughs> okay. And, and of course, Todd, any points that you get go toward you. Now, so, so, so Denise gets nothing. Nothing. She's not here. I'm waiting for a text from her going. Yeah. Yeah, didn't get an answer yet. So the first question is, for those of you who say this was a case, may I see by a show of hands, that would be both of you. And the answer is... No, brother. (laughs) No case. True story. No case. There was such a kid who got herpes from the vicar. This particular child spent 10 weeks in the hospital recovering from the... From the uh, injury, and they believe he got it from the the uh, vicar at the church, but no lawsuit was ever filed. No lawsuit ever filed. So, so case or no case means nobody gets any points. Nobody gets uh, any points. All right. And well, that, ladies and gentlemen, is case or no case? And now on with the show while I see who's calling. That 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 segment is ignominious demise. So, uh, how many of you are familiar with the song Stairway to Heaven? Are you familiar with that? Oh, yes. I mean, who who hasn't seen Wayne's World when this, the sign in the guitar shop... No stairway. No stairway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I used, to, I used to work in a music shop when I was uh, a teenager. I was, I've been playing guitar for the last 35 years, and... Um, and yeah, people would come in, and it was a Stairway to Heaven and Smoke on the Water were the two songs that just, you're not allowed to play that. I'm sorry. If I hear that again, I'm going to poke my eyes out with a rusty nail. But Stairway to Heaven. So for those of you that are listening here for the first time, we've covered this on previous episodes, but this is a story that just won't go away. Um, There's a song called Spirit that was written back in... 1968 by an individual named Randy Wolf, and the song has a very similar melody to Stairway to Heaven. Cal is on the phone right now, but I know he's got the uh, the music back and forth for Stairway to Heaven, and you can hear it here as he busily clicks over, and, and what happened, so this song, what would you say it is, just first blush? It, it sounds like Stairway, but not a part that I'm familiar with. Yeah. So, so I'm thinking Stairway, but I'm thinking it's not the classic. I'm thinking it's uh, it's it's an entr- it's an intro, it's it's an outro, it's a, something. A remix, a cover, but it's Stairway to Heaven, right? That's yeah. what when you hear it, that's what you think. Okay. So now we listen to this. And here comes the actual. Here we go. Mm. Now this is different from the first song, but I hear this, and I hear Stairway to Heaven. Absolutely. Yeah, the, yeah that's 100%. Yeah, this is the Stairway to Heaven off the, I believe it was the 1972 album, commonly referred to as Zoso. Okay? So, 
the first songs you heard was written by Randy Wolf back in 68, four years before this one came out by Led Zeppelin. Now, Randy Wolf died, but the heir to, or the executor of his estate has sued Stairway to Heaven for copyright infringement. Zeppelin. And, and, and they lost. So, so the heir lost, spirit lost. Led Zeppelin won because the court found that it didn't uh, violate the copyright. And one of the big issues was when you file copyrights, they file the sheet music that goes along with the song, right? Yeah. When they filed the copyright uh, back in 68, Randy Wolf did not file the sheet music that went along with the iconic intro. They filed the music that went along with the chorus and the lyrics and everything like that. So the judge, the jury said, well, you know, those might be similar, but that's not what the copyright was filed on. And there were other anomalies by, you know, you didn't let Jimmy Page hear it, and the jury see how Jimmy Page was going to respond. They didn't let the recording be played before the jury. They so just the, so the, the jury, ne- the jury never got to hear the original song. Never in, got in to, the first case. Never got to hear the original song. An appeals court recently has said this needs to go back because they didn't necessarily. We need to hear more arguments on whether or not the jury should have heard that. We're coming up on a break, but when we come back, we will finish this one off to let you know what the Court of Appeals decided and why it's not over for Led Zeppelin. You stay right there. There's much more Radio Law Talk coming up right here on RadioLawTalk.com. And remember, you can stream every episode we've ever done just by going to RadioLawTalk.com in the podcast section. All advertising for legal services on Radio Law Talk is strictly for the state or states in which the advertiser is licensed. For more information, go to radiolawtalk.com. If you're one of those independent people who wants your own business and you love food service, we just might have a great opportunity for you. Iceberg Drive-Ins. Iceberg is famous for its thick shakes and delicious food. We lend you our supply chain and expertise, and you can potentially have a thriving, successful, fun business that your customers will love. Iceberg Drive-Ins has some prime areas available right now, so if you're interested, get in touch with us right away. Go to icebergdrivein.com and click on the Contact Us button. Iceberg Drive-In, ready to grow with you. Jason Ross back here with Fred Penny, managing attorney from Penny & Associates Injury Lawyers. Now, Fred, what type of cases are you dealing with now, and what sets you apart? Jason, we help people with all types of personal injury cases. We're former insurance company trial lawyers. We understand the other side, which gives us a distinct advantage over our competition. Remember, we don't get paid unless we win. That's Penny & Associates Injury Lawyers with locations throughout California. For a free consultation, go to pennylawyers.com or give them a call 1-800-616-4LAW. That's P-E-N-N-E-Y lawyers.com. This is Denise Dirks. We can represent clients in divorce, legal separation, child and spousal support, custody, termination of parental rights, step-parent adoptions, guardianships, and even conservatorship matters. Call 1-877-886-7186 for a consultation. The law offices of Denise L. Dirks provide family law services in Northern California. When the law affects your family, call 877-886-7186. The family of attorneys at Denise L. Dirks is here to help. Not all law firms have extensive experience in all areas of the law. It's wise to look for firms that have knowledge and understanding in your particular area of concern. So go to ProLawFirms.com. They have listings of attorneys in key areas of practice, such as family law, estate planning, personal injury, bankruptcy, and so forth. 
When you're looking for a lawyer that has extensive experience in your particular area of need, go to ProLawFirms.com. That's ProLawFirms.com. ProLawFirms.com is not a law firm and does not endorse or recommend any specific law firm. I'm going to quick quack car wash. Get my car washed. Make it quick quack. Pretty shiny sexy just because I want to. Don't drive dirty. Going to get my car suds in the quick quack car wash. It's the quick quack quickest and the cleanest by far. We're talking three skinny minutes sitting right in your car. Wash a hundred feet of cloth. Washing your car at the quick quack car wash. Any Honda, Mazda, Ford, or Chevy, Sauber, Cadillac, quick quack. Don't spruce her up just like that. You'll be happy looking snappy. You'll be glad you was at the quick quack. Car wash. Get on the web and go to don'tdrivedirty.com and see where you got your closest quick quack in the local area. Get in your car. Get in your truck. Get on the road and come visit the dock. Quick quack car wash, where your car will always leave happy, guaranteed. They take pride in being clean and green by conserving and recycling the water they use only at the Quick Quack Car Wash. When you were a little kid and you thought about what you wanted to be, teaching was at the top of your list. But things changed. And as you got older, teaching didn't seem like the best option anymore. So you're thinking you'll be something else. But what would your 12-year-old self say? Now you want to be a doctor. You don't think teachers save lives? 25 at a time. An actress? Try playing a different role every time the bell rings. How about a scientist? Ever heard of physics? Chemistry? Who do you think teaches that? Teachers today are breaking down obstacles, finding innovative ways to instill old lessons, and taking learning far beyond the four walls of the classroom. It's time to recognize that great things are happening in teaching and put it back on your list. Don't try to convince yourself otherwise. You had it right the first time. Find out how you can make more at teach.org. Make more. Teach. Brought to you by Teach and the Ad Council. Show me the money. Radio Law Talk. Now back to the show. All right. So we are back and I, I got to correct myself. The first of many mistakes I will make this day. You know, I, I, I usually give myself like three a day, and I usually burn through that as well. Funny, when I set my goal for steps on my fitness app at 5,000 a day, I never burn through that. Shocker. So, um, so the band's name is Spirit. The song is called Taurus. Correct. And Taurus is what is what the executor for Randy Wolf, who was part of Spirit, says was infringed upon by Led Zeppelin's Stairway to Heaven. So Led Zeppelin wins, and the case is appealed to the Ninth Circuit's appellate panel, a smaller panel, not the full appellate panel, just a smaller panel. And the appellate panel actually gave the plaintiff a victory here. They said that the jury had been improperly instructed about unprotected musical elements and originality. And they also said that even though the song was created before sound writings, recordings were protected by federal copyright law. That's important. Back in 68, you got a copyright, you submitted the sheet music. Now, you can copyright a recording. You just send the recording in, and that can be copyrighted. But that wasn't the case in 68. And uh, they said that even though that was not the law... And even though the recording shouldn't be used to establish similarity, the jury could still and should still 
have heard the recording while Jimmy Page, the guitarist for Led Zeppelin, was on the stand so they could observe his reaction and physical responses to the song and the questioning that would be accompanying there too, which is something the jury can consider. I think that it was probably, my personal opinion, properly excluded under a uh, relevance analysis in that the probative value was substantially outweighed by the risk of undue prejudice. The jury would consider something that they could not, based upon a copyright at that time, i.e. the sound recording, because only sheet music does it, and I think that that would be more focused on what, the jury would focus more on that than they would on Jimmy Page's reaction to hearing it. But what about the Vanilla Ice trial? You remember this one, Todd? I, I don't. Oh, is that uh, is that uh, Ice Ice Baby and the, Ice Ice Baby yes. and Under Pressure? Yes. And I believe that the jury in that one, and I don't know. Correct me if I'm wrong. I believe they got to listen to both of them. They got to listen to both because the sound recording applied. Is that right? That would be because it applied because Vanilla Ice was in the 80s. Queen's song was in the late 70s, early 80s, and that was after sound recordings became copyrightable. So, so it was a little bit different than what we're dealing so with here. So the, the probative value, though, so you don't think that jury would have been biased by hearing those two songs? Well, not necessarily, because in that case, proving similarity based upon the way it sounds is relevant because it was a sound recording. In this case here, it's proving similarity based upon what was filed with the Copyright Office, which is the sheet music. And if the sheet music wasn't similar, then that is your similarity there. So, uh, you know, I, I think that this goes back and forth. The long and short of it is this. The Ninth Circuit, the whole panel, has decided and agreed to hear an appeal. So you're going to hear the case in bank on these issues, but the whole Ninth Circuit panel is going to hear it, not just a small panel. And they're set for oral arguments on the 23rd of September. We're going to follow this one to see what's up. Cal. Yep, have Ron on the telephone. Has a question for you about cities and their responsibility in toxic substances. Ron, go ahead, please. Right. The question has to do with the vaping products. San Francisco just put a a ban on vaping products sale in San Francisco. The manufacturer, who's the 80% market holder of those these products, rents a San Francisco-owned property. Is San Francisco liable for the current and future health effects from the toxicants in the vaping products and, of course, the addiction of nicotine, which one quarter of American youth in mid and high schools are users of the product and therefore eventually in need of health care down the line when the disease and cancers appear as they do in the same toxicants that are in cigarettes. Ron, thank you. I just have one question for you, Ron. Where are you calling us from? I'm calling you from Hamilton Field, which is uh, north of uh, San Francisco. Okay. Uh, outstanding. I just thank you for the call, Ron. I, I think that I have an answer for you on, on that one about liability. As I understand the question, because San Francisco owns the building or has the facility that this individual company who sells vaping products uh, rents from, so they own the building. The company uh, occupies the building in some sort of agreement with the city of San Francisco. So the question is, does San Francisco bear liability for the health 
problems suffered by people that use this company's vaping products. And and again, you know, uh, well, you know, tell you what, Will, what's your first thought on this one? My first thought on is I think it's going to be difficult to hold, uh, you know, the city and county of San Francisco uh, responsible for the future damages based on, you know, the, the fact that they're renting a building out or that they're allowing someone to lease from them um, for the dangerous product. Even And it is kind of a, it's a unique conundrum that they've banned the product inside the city because it's dangerous. Um, but they are going to, I think it's going to be really hard to hold them accountable because the product itself isn't really illegal anywhere else. Yes. Uh, here's my thought on it. I take it even further step back. If I am a property owner, let's say I'm not a governmental agent, I'm just a property. I own a building and I rent it out to people. I, I own an office building and I rent it out to various people that come in and I have, as part of the lease agreement, I, you know, they're not, you're not to engage in any illegal activity. I'm not a part of your business. I'm just renting you the space, right? I don't think that I, as the property owner, am necessarily liable if the use of the product or service for which somebody sublets from me causes an injury to some. Look, if they come in to your law office and they slip and fall on something, well, I could be liable for that. It's premises liability. I own the building. You come in here and you do this. But if if I rent a, a law space, for example, to an attorney and somebody comes in and they later feel like, that attorney committed absolute malpractice. I'm not liable as the landowner because you suffered damages because of his malpractice. Um, if it's a chiropractor and and somebody gets injured getting treatment, you know, or, or something like, I'm not liable necessarily as the premises owner because the treatment that you receive from the service provider inside the confines of the office that I rent to him happened i i i see the same thing here just because they lease it out to this person doesn't necessarily mean that san francisco bears liability now that doesn't mean they won't get sued <laughs> i just think that ultimately they have a successful defense cal what do you, well, what do you think my, my question on it is very simple what if they sold tobacco or what if they sold the marijuana by the joint and that ended up causing some sort of respiratory problem or whatever or a psychotic reaction for example would that be on the city well, in California, they'd go after the deepest pocket. But would it be a city liability issue? But, you know, here's, here's an interesting question. Just pair it. So let's use, a, let's use an example there. I own a strip mall. As part of the strip mall, there is a small mom-and-pop convenience store that sells. And maybe it's a liquor store. All they sell are alcohol and tobacco, cigarettes, products, vaping products, what have you. I don't think that I bear liability as the property owner who leases to the mom and pop, assuming that it's that it's legal activity. You know, they're not selling drugs out of the back or anything. If somebody later on is determined to have contracted cancer from the use of those products, you might have a claim against the maker of the product. You might have a claim against the store owner for selling it. But I don't think that would extend necessarily to the property owner who leased the space to the mom and pop. What do you think? Uh, no, a big part of this analysis is always whether it's foreseeable. Yeah. You know, are you going to, you know, can you, could you anticipate that type of damage from this lease agreement that you've entered into? Uh, and, you know, is it, is that going to be reasonable, you know, to hold them accountable for that? 
Excellent answer. You know what? And that means that an hour of Radio Law Talk is in the books. In the books. We'll see you in the next. Remember, all three hours of Radio Law Talk can be found on our website under the podcast portion. You can listen to this one. It will be posted in about three or four days, as well as other hours of the show and other episodes. Don't go away. We'll be back. This is Radio Law Talk. You have been listening to RadioLawTalk.com, a copyrighted presentation of Radio Law Talk Incorporated. (laughs) 